this week on Bonus Barrel. Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. Is Shelby left and Seiji. Hey guys, how's hey. going? Okay. How are you, Rob? Oh, oh, you know what? I'm bound to be fine because I'm grounded on Earth. You could say I'm Earth bound because I got Earth bound. Woo me! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to a big shout out to uh, P1 and I guess to a lesser extent P2. I have now achieved uh, a SNES milestone of obtaining Earthbound. Uh, physical Are you going to play it? Yeah, I will. It's going to be a topic at some point this year. Yeah. I will play it. I will finally... I mean, I played it before, but I'm finally going to beat the game. I've been holding you make, out. Did you only like, get to, like, the zombie town? Maybe? I played for, like, five hours way back in the day. Maybe okay. maybe ten. That's, that's nothing. That's yeah, nothing. I'm going to beat it. Just like I Good. beat today's topic, finally, after many years of not getting far enough. You could say I'm kind Proud of a you. winner. What's that? Proud of you. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. I know that uh, you're, the only other per- you're the only other friend I know right now who actually does like the idea of collecting games. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everybody else, like people like P- P2 is, is literally killing me, like like physically killing me with everything that he sells and doesn't buy. He's he's a lost cause now. He's kind of I don't know. I might not even say he's dead to me at this point. Just, oh no! Pre- or he's at least dying to you. Yeah, he's dying to me. Unless he he messaged me like you know what I've seen the light. Time to start collecting again. My baby can go without eating this week. I'm getting <laughs> uh I don't know what whatever games he likes. Fucking I can't think of that weird obscure one he keeps bringing up every time. Whatever he knows. I'm, he you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, anything new in your guys' life as as it uh, pertains to gaming? Persona 5! Oh, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah, Persona 5. Man. Whew. What a great game. I got about 13, 14 hours in at this point. And I, I dare say I like it. How about you, Shelby? What's your initial impression? It's, uh, it's really funky, and I really like it. <laughs> It is funky. Yeah, it stands out, and the music's great. So, it's your first persona. Yeah, that's great. It's a good. I think it's a good one to start with. I started with four, and then played a bunch of the other ones. But yeah, five, five is shaping up to be the pretty good game. My, you know, this 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 year, by the way, is fucking insane. It's only April, and there's already like a handful of really stellar games, mm-hmm. like uh, Horizon and the Zeldas. Fucking Resident Evil is out. What else came out? Tales of Berseria, but I haven't played it yet. Mass and Effect. Mass Effect, uh, fucking Persona that we just talked about. Pretty sure there's another one. Anyways, it's, it's crazy. And there's like a whole bunch more good shit coming out this year. And then if you just think of all the great ports we're getting on Switch, like Mario Kart and Splatoon 2. I mean, that's that's uh, it's I don't think Splatoon a good year. 2's a port. Eh, but... Basically a port. <laughs> it looks like um, yeah, it's shaping up to be quite the year. Perhaps one of the best years in gaming since last year. <laughs> last year is pretty good too. Every year's me. I think every year gets a bit better. To be honest with you, 
left you 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 were you were playing some sort of souls game some sort of some sort of yeah. deadly souls I'm, 4 I'm still playing Dark Souls 3 oh, that's close. deadly deadly souls 4 <laughs> by way forward <laughs> um i just beat there's the whole boss there's four lords of cinder and i just beat the third one uh, last night Which one is the third one? Boss, uh i beat yorm the giant okay. uh, oh, of, the profaned, of the profane of the profane just right now no um i mean that, i beat some beat sort of weird ago. dancing creature the and now boreal um, dancer or dancer of the boreal something i can't remember yeah yeah that, i yeah. love that boss it's freaky looking <laughs> have you played the game shelby no i watched my brother play through all of it oh, when he was here see, over I when see, he came I to visit me. visit me right right yes yeah so I just beat that boss, and then I have a couple bosses left until I get to the last one. So I'm almost, I'm almost at the end, and it is amazing. It is so much better. It's, yeah. it's, it's the perfect union because what I love so much about Bloodborne is that it has the difficulty of Dark Souls, but it was much more accessible as a game. And they took the lessons <laughs> that from Dark Souls to make, or sorry, they took the lessons from Bloodborne and accessibility and added it to the new one. So it's still really challenging, but it's hard. I'm sorry. What are you being you rude start, about? You, you started to say Dark Souls, and I was thinking that would be a really fun game. <laughs> Dark Souls too. Um, sorry, shut up. Uh, it was, right. it was thanks thanks for ruining my moment there. Rob. Yeah, you're, you're, that. Dark Souls, man. Edge, ed, the esteemed Edge magazine put Dark Souls two as top of, of one of the best, as the best game of all time. So. Yeah. I have well, this no one, doubt. This one's even better. Oh Dark, my Dark God. Souls Three is so good. So I'm really liking good. it. I've never, I've never been too tempted because once you beat it, you can do like a new game plus. Gross. I've never really been tempted to do that. But now that I'm playing Dark Souls Three, I'm liking it so much. I'm thinking I'm eventually going to tackle a new game plus. But I mm-hmm. kind of have like four other games to play after it. So maybe we won't, we'll, I'll get around to it. We'll see. Right. I hope we'll um, see for all of our sakes that you do. <laughs> hey, I got a shit. I got a game for the switch uh, i get two games for the switch and one of them i was a little disappointed in, and i hate to say it but uh so i got lego city undercover that's not the disappointment one um but i got has been heroes which was done by frozen bite the guys who made the trine series who i love i love the fucking trine series but i i can't say i'm loving has been heroes unfortunately now, there's no complaints. It was it was kind of like a budget title. I mean, in terms like it doesn't it didn't cost me like eighty bucks to buy, uh, and it was, I think it was an EB game or GameStop ex- uh, exclusive physical edition. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I, it's a roguelike game, and it has weirdly weird mechanics. And I'm not a big fan of roguelikes in general, anyways. So maybe that's why I don't like it. But yeah, I don't know. After trying, which I I think are some of the best quote unquote indie games I've ever played, it's kind of I don't know, kind of kind of hoping for more. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a has-been company. <laughs> I don't mean that though. I, I still like the guys. It's just you know a, a flub does not make a uh, bad company. But um, I don't know. Maybe other people might love it. It could just be me. This could be a me thing. Seiji, you play anything lately? Well, I was playing this week's game, and yep. I'm playing a lot of Clash Royale as cool. usual. But even more so because clan battles are on. So. Cool. Oh, oh, you should you should play Clan Battle sometime. Right? Oh, we have an announcement should... coming oh. from Shelby. <laughs> I uh, I ordered a new phone, so I'll be able Woo! to play phone games again. What? <laughs> yeah. Phone games, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Retro Revolution, I think, uh, yep. was like messaging me over Twitter and like giving me like all these recommendations of games to play and stuff. And plus, I also said <laughs> that I would play Clash with you guys. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna happen soon. And I'm excited. What an exciting time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
This is this is the time to be alive. Is it a stupid iPhone? It is an iPhone. Ugh. But that's cool. fine. I guess that's cool. <laughs> guys hear about warp gate? What? <laughs> you gotta put Are a you gate just on adding gate? I was gonna say well, adding I, gate to the end of something. I didn't. <laughs> I guess warp gate could have been a game or a movie. Uh, so Nintendo Switch apparently allegedly can warp from being left in the dark dock too long, not the dark. And and I warp. I don't mean teleporting left. <laughs> I mean bending what, a little what, what, what bit. Me, <laughs> I don't know. I, apparently, uh, to some people on the old on the old internets have been saying that uh, possibly from overheating, it starts to bend a little bit. And I I can't really tell a mine, and I guess it doesn't really affect the screen any. And you know, this is just hearsay. But apparently, lots of people were piping in with their with their their uh, warping and showing images of their warpings, their warps, their warpages. And yeah, so I, I don't know. Does anybody? Do you guys care? I guess Seiji is the only one to ask right now. Or I guess left. You have you have one too, but you don't play yours, so I guess Seiji is the one to ask. I only play it on handheld mode. So. Oh, then you're fine. I played Zelda. I'd say more on TV than I did on handheld mode, but I haven't noticed much to be honest. Yeah, ours seems to be kind of fifty-fifty. She's either leaving it in there and playing on the TV, or just playing it handheld. But I don't think we've really had it long enough that it could have warped. Well, you better close those gates so it doesn't leave your house when it warps away, right, Shelby? You're trying. You're, you're trying. Right, uh, Shelby. A reach. <laughs> All right. So, Cave Story Plus. Uh, I had this for news, but I'm sure Seiji will also want to be excited about it. But physical edition for the Switch. This is not the 3DS version that I bought. So Cave Story Plus is like the the best version of Cave Story. So I'm gonna buy it when it comes out, and then I'm gonna I think I'll replay it again this time in in on my Switch and with a physical disc or a cart. What do you think, Seiji? You hyped? You pumped? Oh yeah. Yes. Cave Story. Man, that'd be like if I had like a, a FF7 uh, port to Switch physical. I would be really excited be great would you though you're gonna get something better this year yeah i, I, I am but it, it also be i guess the equivalent for like left would be like a total war and shelby would like math with friends or oh my or god whatever, like cool math <laughs> physical disc on physical card on on <laughs> switch <laughs> yeah anyways it's pretty cool more physical stuff the switch got to keep that keep that going man i mean it'll cost it'll burn more money but for me but you know i don't whatever i want switch games they're cool Cool. I want that fucking Seiken Donetsu. Or no, what's yeah? I want Seiken Donetsu over here. Give us some mana. Get, ah, fuck. <laughs> You're <can't> <laughs> kind of dropping the ball today. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, a beautiful one's gonna come. It's gonna blow you all away. Also, Lef, what did you think of the editing last episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could tell that you edited last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not because it was poorly done, no. but because you always like to highlight your terrible jokes mm, and undercut jokes. what everyone else has to say. <laughs> so. Hey, I gave you applause for your pun. You, it was a slow <laughs> clap. It was awful. It was it was kind of an insult, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, that episode was received fairly well from people. They really liked, mm-hmm. they, they liked it, so it's good. Oh, it was a funny one. Yeah, and they, they liked our guest. Speaking of which, let's welcome him back, P1. That's funny. So uh, Zelda, I guess open world is here to stay, according to uh, Aonuma. So if you like non-open, I mean, I think all Zelda games are open world anyways, but if you like, if you don't like open world as we know it nowadays style games, then you're never, ever going to like Zelda ever again. See, I, I don't 
that's not terrible news, but I really hope that's not the case. Because, like, I don't like it when they say, oh, we're going to just do this from now on. Because, you know, I want them to think outside the box more, and, and that's what this Zelda really has done. And then I don't want them to just, you know, do the next t- umpteenth Zelda games that are all like this until we get bored, you know? I, I want to see Zelda 3DS titles more in, in the classic style and then they can keep pumping out like their new open world ones but i don't want them to just ignore old zelda games maybe uh we can get some like uh pu- match three puzzle zelda games like that kind of <laughs> gameplay maybe some side scrolling yeah, i should correct it's myself mobile zelda games yeah i i it's uh, he current is the coin yeah the term open air which is like freestyle games uh so there's not linear stuff that's what that's what they mean so Zelda's from now on will likely, I mean, they're all, like I said, they're all open world, so they'll likely be, uh, you know, uh, you go anywhere you want. Here's a quote from, from the old Famitsu. Um, Making the next Zelda game might be more difficult if you choose to make it an open air game. What will evolve open air? How will you make future dungeons? What will the next Zelda title be like? And then Anuma's like, I think that in the future, open air games will be the standard for Zelda. And there you go. I really added some emphasis to that. I think did a pretty good job. I don't know. I, I hope we see classic Zelda titers. Titers. <laughs> I, want titers. See, I want classic Zelda taters, too. <laughs> Emerge. A Master Burger 3DS. and Zelda taters. <laughs> 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 to be fair, you just woke up. So yeah. I'm not going to I, I know I did. I it, know. They're just funny, funny words that I'm hearing. And I like it. <laughs> Zelda taters, man. Look for it at your local Nintendo restaurant. Some Zelda taters. Those exist, don't they? Aren't there? Aren't, isn't there Nintendo <laughs> restaurants out there? Maybe not Zelda taters, but there's <laughs> <laughs> probably like a Nintendo cafe. I don't know about a restaurant. So I, we, you or and I Nintendo. have our opinion. Well, actually, I didn't get my opinion yet. But Shelby, Shelby doesn't play Zelda games. So Seiji, oh my god, <laughs> um, what do you think of this whole open air thing? I'm gonna, I want to guess first. You love it. Go. No, I just want Nintendo to keep doing what what they think it's best for the series. Uh, Breath of the Wild is definitely a step in the right direction. Hell yeah. I think, I think that Breath of the Wild is also very imperfect, but only because they tried this new thing for the first time, there's a lot of things that they can do better. Not because Breath of the Wild is bad, just because you need to do something new in order to, to see new possibilities. So as I play this game, I'm like seeing that as they become better at doing things in this new paradigm, I think they're going to become really um, fluent in that language and they're going to be much, much better. I don't have a lot of experience playing uh, the so-called you know, open world games, but it's definitely not giving me any sort of vibes of any other game I think that Nintendo executed brilliantly. So I, ho- I just hope they learn and I hope that they try new things and try to explore and keep pushing the envelope in, tem- in terms of design because that's what I think they did here. Yeah, well, some of the things I think they did really great in the game that I hope they keep exploring is, is all the weird shit you can do. Like, I had no idea that you could ride bears or or the fucking guardians or make or use weird exploits to make your raft fly and shit. Just all the kind of weird stuff you can see online. I like games that do that. I mean, I usually don't have the patience to, to fuck around with them to figure that stuff out, but it's really cool to see. And... um. The other thing is, uh, I was thinking of is, I really like this this game a lot, actually. But I gotta say, still still prefer Xenoblade Chronicles Six. I want I want that to be ported to Switch. Oh, that'd be so good. I love that game. Well, 
aren't they getting a new one kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The new one's probably going to be really story focused, which is cool. I, I like that. I, I like that a lot, but I really less love. I hope they do the kind of open world feeling that they did for Xenoblade. Like I said, I don't really love open worlds, but what they did the best in Xenoblade is your mobility. It's just, man, that game is so fun. Shelby sometimes, needs to play it. Sometimes open worlds can be so daunting. You know, yeah, and you're just kind of like, oh my goodness, I got to travel for the next 20 minutes in real life just to get over there and yeah. stuff like that. So sometimes it can be a little much. With that one, you have your mechs pretty much from, from the get-go, and you can they can transform into fucking ground vehicles and fly and shit. It's so good. God, I love yeah, that game. Fly, flying is uh, a good remedy for for that. And most most games have fast travel too, but yeah. from from what I can tell with Zelda, it's just like fast travel between specific locations, yeah. which, well, I mean, that's which is pretty good, which is not like a bad thing or anything, but sometimes it's kind of annoying where it's like, okay, so now I landed here, but I need to be here, and you got to still spend like the next 15 minutes trying to figure out how to navigate your way there. I have mixed feelings about fast travel. I feel like I'm missing parts of the game by doing it, or I'm not yeah. grinding or I'm not getting stuff because I fast travel everywhere. So I find that to the extent to the extent that I didn't even use the horse while playing Zelda more than once because I I just I didn't want to have to keep getting on and off of it to fucking kill monsters and get to get materials and to explore and climb stuff. So I just I just never used it. Also, you couldn't call it from a certain distance, which was kind of annoying. So yeah, I just never used Epona after like the first couple times yeah. I wrote it. It needs to be like literally like it within ear shot of Link, I believe, which is makes yeah. sense. But it it's does. also like in video game context, you're kind of like you're spoiled, and then you're just like, ah, oh, this is so annoying. Yeah, so I just didn't bother with it. But with uh, Xenoblade, like you pretty much, I think you can fight in your mech, so that's already a thing, and I think you can. I, I'm pretty sure you could warp to it and stuff. I don't know, but the, the thing about that game is there is fast travel, but I, I almost never used it because I, was, I just had fun. Mobility was so fun in that game because even when you weren't in your mech, you could jump like 50 feet in the air and run super fast and shit. So it was never like, it was just fun to move around. Whereas in Zelda, I liked climbing a lot, uh, but sometimes just running. And then and if I didn't want to run, I'd have to, to, to micromanage having a horse. So that was kind of a pain in the ass. Although I love gliding. That was really cool. That that, yeah, that helped a lot. Fun. Anyways, it's not a complaint about the game. It's more like I'm just praising another game because I think Zelda is like one of the best, you know, games of this genre that we've had in a long time. And then I just want to make sure that Xenoblade gets the love it deserves, especially since the audience for it was so small. Bam. Also, Shelby needs to play it someday. Yeah. Because it's like a game that uh, you would probably like a lot. Monster Boy. Uh, just so you guys know, I think you should all go on the Twitters and go to uh, FDG Entertainment's account. And vote Monster Boy for physical release on the Switch. Because I, I really I want it. I don't know, other consoles, but I want it for the Switch. So make sure you all do it. No, but all is of it you. voting just for that single game to come out on a specific console? Or is it a bunch Physi of games coming out on the Switch? It's a Monster Boy game mm -hmm. and the Cursed Kingdom. It's already coming out physical on other consoles, but not ah. the Switch. So they're asking, they're basically submitting uh, like a like tweet ah. if you want to have it. And I most certainly definitely want it so so world please check it out and support your local switch i think i have one more or two more pieces of news and then if you guys have any you know do that thing where you talk about it uh kamiko have any of you have any of you heard of it it's a retro style action rpg that's out in the switch or coming out in the switch and it might come out over here too and it looks really awesome i recommend checking out the trailer you know, we haven't done a thing where we all looked at trailers in a long time. Ah, but then I'd have to... Yeah, okay, I guess it's not going to happen. It's too bad. 
but but the reason I think it's coming out for a Western release is because there's a, a developer or publisher linked to it, a company linked to it that's famous for localizing Japanese games called Circle Entertainment. So, uh, looking at the screenshots, screenshots and stuff, it looks pretty great. And if you guys are interested, just check it out. It looks cool. I really I want more awesome games to come out on the Switch. I really love the Switch. I haven't been playing it lately because of Persona, but yeah, great console. And lastly, from from me, my last news. Xbox Project Scorpio Tech Specs revealed. Guys, this is fucking the real thing. Cop told me. This is the real deal. He said, Yo, the Xbox Scorpio name not decided. Yo, it's going to be like the best uh, console. It's going to be better than the best computers. It's going to be better than 18 Nintendo Switches taped together. And yo, I don't have to take it off a dock to play it. Yo, I just pick up a controller and it stays in my TV. None of this fucking mobility shit. Yo, I got my fucking phone for that. Anyways, specifications. CPU, 8 custom, 8 x86 cores, 6 teraflops GPU left, RAM, 12 GB, GDDR5. Yo, those are my favorite combinations of numbers and letters. Memory bandwidth, 326 GBS. Yo, I think that's gigabytes a second, man. Vapor chain being cooling. I love vaping. 1 TB <laughs> hard drive. Totally badass hard drive. Fuck. Shit. And that was a quote from Cobb about the, uh, he's pretty pumped for the Scorpio. So they're, they're adding like a, a vape right into the you know, Xbox. <laughs> I mean, that's what I gathered from it. Um, <laughs> apparently the CPU is 30% faster than the Xbox One's equivalents. Uh, a GPU 4.6 times more powerful. It's RAM and hard drive read speeds are also improved, meaning 4K revolutions should be achieved easily. Uh, apparently, no, this is not, they have not announced a price, but I guess uh, Digital Foundry uh, could not state a name or price, but the estimates for it seem to be around 499 USD based on specification and comments from Microsoft, which is like 650 Canadian. I mean, that's probably not going to be the case because I don't see how they'll sell it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what do you guys think about that? That's like a bunch of switches in one in one thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, so we always we always ever Sagey, what do you think of the the Xbox Scorpio? Well, to me, it's all about the games, really. Yes, uh, I agree. To me, as a, as a gamer, uh, the Xbox really has failed on, on having anything interesting in there. Um, they really don't have really attractive exclusives or any exclusives. Oh, as man, well. shots fired. <laughs> Sunset Over- Overdrive might yeah. be their own. There's a, they have a couple. Gears couple. of War. Yeah, there's a, a Remedy game, I think, um, Quantum Break, maybe? Is it the one I'm thinking of? Uh, a friend of There's the show, Marshall, game. liked it. Yeah, Recore is one. I mean, again, these are all exclusive with an asterisk because you can play a lot of these on, on Windows 10. On PC, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just, um, like the 360 had so many amazing games, exclusive titles, a reason for it to be like pushing against the PS3 in terms of which is the best. And, but with the Xbox One, I, I just haven't seen enough games that really would would sway me over because i wanted to buy an xbox you guys remember how many times i was like okay i'm gonna get an xbox and then after the hype of one game cooled down and then the cancellation of some of the other ones i just i can't find a reason to justify it so it's kind of it bums me out because i'd like to have all three but i don't i don't other than shelby i I just nobody else in the show even has any experience with the (laughs) x-bone really i don't know it's just um yeah i i want to love it because i think 
I think that the 360 was, an, was a really great console, even though I, I don't particularly, it wasn't my favorite or anything, but yeah, I don't know. There's not enough games. I mean, there's Rise, uh, what, Son of War or something, Rome thing. That seems Son like a, a game that, you, can get you that, play. You can get that for computer, though. Ah, like super cheap. I, I don't think it did very well either. No, no it, it did not. It's just throwing that out. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I mean, I, I, I like the company, but their decisions are kind of odd sometimes, like in, in anybody's, but I don't know. But yeah, I've never been given a reason to want a reason to, to get one. So if E3 blows me away with exclusives, then <laughs> that'll get canceled like Scalebound. Yeah. If they okay, if if they announce a bunch of exclusives, and then they come out, <laughs> I will buy. Mark my words, I will buy one form of an X bone. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, especially when the Scorpio comes out, the X bone itself would probably drop in some prices right yeah I might so we'll see. I just we'll wish see. it was but, truly but once again like I don't I don't see the need to get one because there's no games that I'm like oh I have to play like the only game that I can think of is ReCore and mm-hmm. I haven't really heard too much about it so I don't know they have uh um, that was received they have they don't even have they don't have persona so like they don't have persona no I mean what's the point that game's amazing and they don't did have they release it. the second Halo Wars for Xbox One fuck I don't know Shelby, Cobb? well, it would only be on. Yeah, but but did it get released, or is this something they just talked about? I don't recall. I remember I remember hearing about it, but I, I don't know if it not was sure. Actually, I, uh, that would be one that would be interesting for me, anyways. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the first one, so I never really checked into the second one. I just heard you it know, was coming out. <laughs> I I also I didn't like the first one, but yeah. it was just like it was at least an attempt at making an RTS on a console, which is usually a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So hope I, I'm kind of curious to see if they're gonna get it right with uh, Halo Wars 2. So that's kind of why I'm... It's more of like a curiosity than something I really want to do, but, you know, spending $500 on a curiosity seems like a lot. Hell yeah. Um, this thing I forgot, I would have mentioned at the top of the show, uh, but I completely forgot, but Shelby will be able to help me remember. We received some harsh criticisms for episode 120 <laughs> for uh, Stanley Parable. Some yeah. harsh words, some anger. <laughs> Did you write any of that down, Shelby? Do you have any of it? Uh... <laughs> I could go back into the work chat and check it out, but uh, oh, that's a lot of work. That would be too um, far. But I know what was said, and that was <laughs> we s- had spent a long time talking about the Stanley Parable and how yes. it was a great game and blah blah blah. But when we got to the end where we damaged it, we uh, factored in the price too much. Oh man, you guys, you guys really did rag on the price point. It's As too much. Who, no, we did. Who, I don't think there's anything like, wrong with but that. But you though. guys. I, I don't agree or disagree, to be honest, but, like, you guys all praised the game yep, up until game. the end, and then you're like, yeah, but it's way too expensive for that. Let's throw, so an, extre- I- throw an extreme there. What if, what, if, <laughs> what, what if it was a $100 game? What if the Stanley Parable was $100? To you? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the person who we're talking about. They're upset. Keep yeah, that in, Shady. Okay, <laughs> what if it was $100? Because uh, a lot of games are close to $100. Holy <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. What if the what if it was a hundred? Oh my god! Won't <laughs> 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 let me get my point. <laughs> like, you try talking, and I don't want you to remove this. Hilarious. All right. What if? What if? Stanley. Pa- oh my god! Are you serious? <laughs> oh wait, guys. Say so. Is this train? <laughs> traffic. Uh, there's like a like a trailer outside of the apartment. It's oh. stuck in traffic, so it's. Uh, I, 
I couldn't plan that. I, he, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard it fucking hurts. <laughs> that, that trailer does not want Rob to talk. What oh. if the Stanley Parable was $100? Pause. Okay, thank you. What if it was $100? Would that not come into play at some point? The price eventually has to matter. Mm-hmm. And no matter how good a game is, I loved Undertale. I'm not spending a full retail price on Undertale. And if I was forced to spend that full retail price, it would definitely factor in my overall recommendation. Not how good the game is. It's separate from how good the game is. I mm-hmm. thought Stanley Parable was a great game and would recommend it to people who don't care about money and want to play a weird little game. But, I mean, it, it's, I, it has to factor in. Price has to come into play. Mm-hmm. Well, Bam. And another thing, too, it's like not everybody makes a bajillion dollars at work. <laughs> so this, you know, I don't want to say like for for somebody like myself anyway, who like I don't buy a lot of games in general just because I can't afford it. You know, I live by myself. There's a lot of stuff I have to pay off, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. it's a bit more difficult for me to justify spending. What was it like sixteen ninety nine or something? It must be like a million dollars Canadian. But <laughs> um, to like. I think I had mentioned it before, too, that if, you know, I got it on in a Steam sale for, like, I don't even know, like, a couple bucks or something, and if I had to pay sixteen ninety nine for this game, and then I got into it, and then I saw what it was, I'd be a little upset. <laughs> I'd still like it, but I'd just be like, oh, was it really worth, like, the, you know, 17 bucks to play it, but I don't know. No, I'm with you. That's not to rag on people who make more money than I do, but... Sounds like you want a Kickstarter started for you to have more money. Oh no, it's true. The Shelby yeah. Fund. Give me all your fucking just, money because you don't need money. it, and I do. <laughs> usually, usually, Kickstarters have a goal, but this is just I want more money. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. Um, she's complaining about being alone, so she might want to be looking for a, a boyfriend or girlfriend. Oh as well, my fucking so. god! Send your 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 uh, your 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 date your date site profile. I don't know what they are. Your your plenty Ooh, of fish profile oh. into Bonus Barrel, and uh, Shelby and will reveal all of them. Nope. It'll be ignored thought, completely. I, no, I thought she could order one of those Russian brides, those online Russian brides for Shelby. You could do that. Yeah. You could do that too. Um, also, please see episode 82 of Bonus Bear where we discuss short video games and are they worth it? Um, but again, I mean, what defines, ideally, the prize of a video game? So would you, would you pay 70 bucks for Undertale? No. Why? Length does right. matter, and it's not. It, it, but it's also quality. Like, because Undertale is a good quality game, but you know it didn't cost the same to make that as Uncharted. Oh, and so what? But that does matter uh, to an extent. I, I I don't know. I would not pay dollars for Undertale. There, there are seventy dollars games out there that are worth worthless. Yeah. I yeah. Absolutely. Right. And there's and three have- games out there that are worth a lot. Like Heroes of the Storm is a totally free game, and I've put so many hours into that game. And well, I put a lot of money into it. Yeah, you, but you there you go. There is, there is a relationship between the perception of quality or and length and production. All that matters. Well, I, right? think, I think there should into be. buying a video game. I absolutely it, think there should be. To me, in the end, the game should be good. Undertale but... is, is probably the best game that, that got released last year. But it's $10, $15, right? And there, how many games are more expensive and they're just worthless compared There's to lots Undertale, of crappy right? Games, yeah. So... Why? I mean, why do we have as as video gamers this this line that we well, that, that we for draw one say, thing? I'm not gonna pay. Oh yeah, we did. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, yeah, I uh, people liked that episode too, and by people I mean one person told me they liked it.
<laughs> I guess I liked it too. So that's people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. It, I just wanted to address it. Uh, you know, the guy who listens is a friend, and yeah. and I think it's cool that he gave us that feedback. He really liked the Stanley Parable. Um, yeah, so, so that might have something to do with. I don't. I and uh, feedback, I think, but the I other know. half of uh, of lame cat a name cast. <laughs> uh, they call us bo- they call us bogus barrel so you know i'm still hurt about that uh lame cast damn it that was not intentional with that <laughs> name cast um yeah one half said that uh they kind of agreed that price shouldn't factor into uh your recommendation of a game and i, I think that maybe price shouldn't factor into how good a game is but i definitely think it should no, factor in how much you ran yeah as we you know every single time this is a recommendation system i don't know anybody who i could recommend this to that i would you know, say yeah, it's definitely worth this amount of money. Pay it hey, right Ke- now. Play this. Hey, Kevin. Game. <laughs> Kevin, I recommend that you just keep listening to us and giving us uh, constructive feedback, and we will take it into consideration. Yeah. Thank you very much. I I think it's fair to say on a recommendation system that the the point cost, or sorry, the purchase cost, <laughs> um, uh, does factor in on recommendations. Yeah. Sage. Absolutely. Sagey thoughts. Sagey thoughts. One of the reasons I I chose the Stanley Parable was because it was cheap, right? Because it was on the Humble Bundle. And except for a few games in which I just go for them, for example, I'm going to get Mario Kart 8 because I love it so much. doesn't matter what, what amount of money I would have to pay. Even though I, I, I probably, this is probably going to be like my third or no, my fourth copy of Mario Kart 8. Because <laughs> I bought it digitally on midnight when it first came out, and then I bought a physical copy which is sealed. Then I bought a refurbished copy which is sealed too. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and now it's gonna be my Switch copy. So in in that case, the the price point doesn't really matter. But most of the time, if a game is cheap, I'll go for it. I'll try it because it's cheap. If it's cheap, I'll recommend it to other people because it's cheap. I'm saying, hey guys, this guy, th- this game is on sale, so we should give it a try. Mm-hmm. And then you discover, right, if you like it or not. But the thing is, is, is that management of the expectation, right? So if it's cheap and you don't like it, you at least can say, well, I didn't buy it full price. Mm-hmm. At the very least, uh, I would only spend full price or retail price for games that I have some guarantee that I'm going to like it, right? Hype and all that kind of stuff. But just to try it. Yeah, I will get it for cheap. So price point is important. Now, in that episode one in BB120, I did say that if you get past that, right, then there, there's all these marvelous things to, to mm-hmm. discover in that game. And most probably a lot of people will get the selling parable not at retail price because it's wolf. The first thing is it's an indie game. So a lot of indie games they go they go on sale a lot, and two is an old game. So old you know old games tend to be at a lower price than initially. Whatever, it's a good game. You play it if you no, want. No, 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 I, I, I care. I, I don't disagree with you guys. I mean, <laughs> one recommends this is a personal recommendation, right? From from me, or from you know from us, from each one of us to mm-hmm. you know to the listener and and price point. It is it's to me it's important. And but if you if we are going to rate it, then no, I don't think. That you should that should factor in. If you're gonna say, "Oh, this is a a, a ten out of ten game because it's cheap," then no, right? You mm-hmm. wouldn't right. do that. Or it's it's a game that oh, it would have been an, an eight, but I'm gonna give it a three just because it's expensive. Then I I, I think in yeah, that that's... case, it's completely you know 
That'd be ridiculous. Or studio ridiculous. Uh, but for recommendation, for sure, that it's important. Sweet. Uh, if we have nothing else to say, I recommend we move on to our topic. Right? <laughs> oh. Anybody? Yeah. All right. Topic. Oh, it's my week's topic this week. Rob, you choose the best game for topics, is what people have said uh, in my head. So, the topic for this... people in your head? Yes, don't you? (laughs) You tell me you don't, freak. Oh my god. (laughs) Today's topic is Super Mario RPG. Released in 1996. Legend of the Seven Stars. For the Super Nintendo. Developed by Square Enix. No, just Square. Because there was no Enix back then. Well, there was, but it wasn't part of Square. Was it Was it Squaresoft? Yeah, it was Squaresoft. Squaresoft. Yeah. Square or maybe, yeah, Squaresoft. Uh, right, so. Developed by Squaresoft. It was a pretty big deal because RPGs were a popular genre in Japan. And I would say Squaresoft was probably the most notable Maybe Enix is up there too because of how popular Dragon Quest is. But, but you know, Square was ex- was extremely like one of known as one of the best, or, or did did a shit ton of JRPGs, and they they tended to be on the really good size side. So giving it giving it Mario franchise, you know, Nintendo letting them use Mario or, or working together with them is is pretty significant. It has a legacy too because two entire series have spun off from it. You know, the Mario and Luigi series, which is primarily handheld. And the Paper Mario series, which is primarily console. Um, so, and also had music by Yoko Shimura, who is an awesome composer, uh, which will probably be a topic itself one day. Uh, and the game is full of memorable music. I think most of us can agree with that. So, just real quick to throw it out there, the plot of the game. Uh, this is the basic, you know, the basics. Bowser captures Peach, Mario goes to put a stop to him. Bowser's defeated easily, but before Peach can be rescued, Bowser's castle is attacked by an entity known as Smithy, and now Mario needs to find Peach, stop Smithy, and uh, some other important plot stuff. Stars, shit like that. Stars, yeah. Yeah. Awesome game. He's I mean, fixed a roadway, the Star Road, or whatever it is. Yeah, and I, I don't have any ten- intention of going through the entire plot of the game. It's a pretty fun. Yeah, take too long. Yeah, it, and although it's a square RPG, I would say it's lighter. Uh, it's definitely lighter on in length than most of its pretty much any other RPG they, they have going on. Uh, it's kind of like an entry-level RPG in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah, it, definitely. But it's, great. It's, it's not as complex as some other Square games yeah. for Super Nintendo, but it was uh, a good union between what you would see like a Mario game and an RPG and just kind of mash it together, and it just... It's, it's beautiful. It, it is, and... and... You could see the the early inklings of the humor that the, uh, the two following branching series kind of have are known for. You know, this game's pretty funny and lighthearted, and uh, although not quite to the extent that the Paper Mario series kind of becomes, it's still you can still see all all the blueprints for those two other other series going on. And I and I plan to play through. I'd like to play through both of those other series at some point. Um, you know, like Paper Mario might be my next one. And yeah, so the plot was pretty fun and. It keeps you entertained, entertained the whole time. You go around the whole Mushroom Kingdom. You see some really cool locations. 
did you guys happen to have any favorite spot? Well, first of all, I guess before we get into that, let's see how far we've all got. I mean, obviously, Left and I have beat it. Uh, Seiji, how far in did you get with Super Mario RPG? Um, I was actually playing it this morning, and I got as far as the battle against Queen Valentina. Okay. Which is in Nimbus Land. It's pretty far oh, in. Okay, so, that's pretty far. Yeah, yeah. it's like far. five stars in. I think about to get mm-hmm. the sixth one. Yeah, I I would say it's it's what over half. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're like in the, like the seventy percent area, I'd say. Yeah, you pretty much have like t- two zones left, and then you're done. Yep, I believe probably like four hours, maybe if yeah. that. It's pretty great. That's that's actually where I'd stopped before. Uh, Last Guardian and all those games came out and Pokemon and stuff. I had stopped there, so after christmas and in, in like january is when i picked up from there and beat it and it did not take very long uh so that's awesome man uh the misland's pretty cool shelby you started a bit later how far did you get uh i got as far as i just got peach back and she snuck out and now we're going to talk to mal's grandfather awesome the fourth star okay cool yeah. cool so that's that's uh fairly early in but still you know meaty enough absolutely to get a good feel of the game so so Mallow's quote unquote grandfather Frog Fucius yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean Mallow's a frog right Of course sure, sure. <laughs> yeah definitely So I want to that's the biggest thing with this game too is that they introduced it a lot of really cool characters that unfortunately live and die with this game like yeah. Mallow and Gino, Gino and even Booster and Smitty and all of his his um yeah. underlings the and Axum stuff Rangers. like that so the Axum Rangers there's that crocodile character who I really found memorable near the beginning of the game like Can't there's a lot name, of really really good characters that it's a shame that I'm assuming they're probably more or less owned by Square so that's why they're not reappearing in Mario games but uh yeah I would love to see some of these characters in Smash for example like Gino and Mallow would be great I've yeah. said this before but... yeah we got the Gino costume and that's about all we were able to get yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is a licensing thing, the reason why we didn't get any more uh, Gino and stuff, which is, which is a shame because they're, they're, they had some appearances. I had it written somewhere, but I can't seem to, I must have misplaced my notes because, uh, oh yeah, so Gino, so it's because of ownership issues that they weren't really used again, uh, but Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga has a Gino doll uh, with a mention of Square Enix as copyright holder of the character in the end credits. So it looks like it's just because they don't they're not playing nice. That's the only reason we're not really seeing. Them. I mean, they I mean they let Gino's costume appear in Smash. So that's not nothing, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Gino's a pretty big fan favorite and we're likely not to have him in any significant role. Um gameplay. So, I have a little subsections here. Uh I guess an over overview would be it's your quote-unquote standard RPG, however, uh, it has some platforming elements, and um, it's kind of a pseudo 3D environment. It's, it's not; it's like 3D rendered sprites on uh, 3D rendered objects, but treated as sprites. So, kind of like Donkey Kong Country, almost identical to the way that they that that, that it looks. And there's some there's some illusion of depth in there. And uh, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. I mean, we'll talk about graphics later, but. Yeah, so it plays like that. You, you you navigate. Your overall map is kind of a point area. You move between area and area, and then when you go inside, you have your your zone or whatever you you have you, whatever you want to call it. And there's towns and villages. That that and that feels very traditional, like Mario Three. Kind yeah, of it thing, does. So. Yeah, it's like almost like a, a combination of like say Mario World and 
and your regular Final Fantasy or, or Chrono Trigger or Earthbound. And I make those comparisons specifically because of the battle system. Uh, the way you, not too common back then, was contact-based battles. Usually it was random battles where as you're walking around the map, your screen would swish, and then you're in battle. Really annoying system, I hate it. Uh, this one, however, is, you know, you see your enemies and you can jump on them or, or collide into them. The more standard way RPGs treat battles nowadays. And uh, so that was kind of ahead of its time. And so and was this was this the first game that really had it so that like if you jump on your enemy before the battle, you would kind of get that extra attack on them. Um, I don't was this know. like the first game that did that? Because to my memory, at least, it was the first game that I played that really had that as a mechanic. And then you see that in Paper Mario and other future Mario Paper Mario Luigi games. I mean, it, it's a common enough thing in games nowadays. But I, I, back then, I don't know. Uh, Earthbound had something similar but unique in that yeah, they would auto kill your enemies and shit if you're too strong, which Earth, was awesome. Earth, yeah, Earthbound. You, if you snuck up on them, you get like a surprise round. Yeah. So they kind of had like it's, a more basic function of it. It's certainly, even if it's not in the original, it's certainly still a unique element that that the game had back in the day. Yeah, um, I think it was the first time I played a game that was had that with such depth, at least where you could get a full bonus attack on them, not just like a "Hey, here's an extra round." No, it's thing. great. It's just, it's awesome. It cool. Battle Very system. visually nice. Yeah, I was hoping we could compare us compare it to uh, Final Fantasy series. Uh, obviously done by the same company. Lef and I have played pretty much all of them. I think Shelby's played like one of the spinoff mobile titles, so she kind of oh can God. probably talk about it too. Uh, and Seiji played Final Fantasy VII for like an hour, so we can make some <laughs> some comparisons here. Um, so in heart, I think the games are, are pretty much. I mean, by heart, I mean the heart of the of the way it's played, not necessarily the theme, but they're they're very very similar there are there are divergences that are are good to talk about and i think it's more simplified than a lot of those games but you know if you look at a final fantasy from that era let's say final fantasy 4 you know you get into battle you're on one side enemy is the other you attack you use your attacks you hit them they hit you back uh the differences of course in this game is something that i liked a lot and that's the timed attack and time guards mm -hmm. which i don't know if this is the first one to have done that but it's certainly an early one and that that being like if you hit the appropriate button at the right time you'll do extra damage or you'll you'll guard more so that was a that's an awesome feature that it, can one of you guys tell me if that stayed in the paper mario series it is yeah okay i, I guess until the more recent ones where they kind of take away battle systems and you just jump well people. like i've i can't i've only played i played the first paper mario game i didn't play like thousand year door um but i did play at least the mario luigi dream team game and they had they it still have as it well yeah. so i i kind of figured it was it was pretty much the thing that was continuing with the mario rpg titles the mario and luigi series definitely uh has it uh still up until i think until the most recent one mar the paper mario series i think loses it uh somewhat after the gamecube one but I'd have to replay the the uh, replay them to really figure that out, and I, I, I want to. But um, yeah, so I thought that I, I'll ask you guys what your overall opinion is of the battle system in a moment. Uh, we already mentioned the contact based system. The other weird one that I thought was very unique, the other weird system is a shared mana pool, which I don't yeah. love. I can't say I love it, but I I, I have to say it it gives you some flexibility. Um, it's kind of like it's. The pros and cons of it is if you need mana for healing and, and you if, say, Peach only had four healing spells or let's say she only had 40 points and your whole character had 120 and you attack mostly with your melee with your with your, with your your uh, attack character, which is how I usually play anyways, that extra wasted mana that I would usually hold on to could go to the healing. However, that, that in this taste in this game meant that I was more reluctant to use any of my special attacks with 
with, say, the other two party members because I, I generally wanted to save it for healing in case I needed it. So I, it was a really weird system and not one that I, I can't think of another example of it. I'm sure it exists. I, I just want to say I found the the shared was it like flower yeah, point flower pool flower um, it it worked really well with the mechanics of getting freebies so in mm -hmm. in my RPG when you use an item there's like a slight chance you'll get a freebie yep. and you'll basically replenish the item that you spent um, so. I never really worried too terribly much about having to use like he I would I would usually burn through my my FP rather quickly and then just use like mushrooms and super mushrooms to heal my guys up rather than using Peach. Um, Peach was usually there for for boss fights. Peach is um, the best man. You didn't for, use her all the time. Oh, no, I did. Okay. I did. I just I didn't use her as a healer all the time. Even though bar none, Peach is the greatest healer and she's any really RPG good ever healer. So I, I just found that, you know, the shared FP with the free items you would acquire from time to time balance things out. Um, so it, it kind of worked in its favor so that you didn't feel pressured that you had to save everything. Um, so I kind of liked how that worked out. I like the freebie thing, uh, but you had a very limited inventory that you could carry, which is kind of a frustrating yes, thing. Yeah. Uh, I think you only have like 10 of a certain item or something like that. I or think was there wasn't it's, the all, it's all together. Yeah, it's like twenty or something. Yeah, because I noticed at one point I could have fifteen mushrooms, and then I went to back or went back to buy more after doing a dungeon. I could only get like twelve, and I was like, "The fuck!" I thought it was fifteen for <laughs> each thing, but I think it's like uh, you have a limit on items, not like it is on items. Not oh, items. right, right, right. Yeah. You can, it's just like you can hold max amount of this. Many yeah, items. and the inventory yeah, is very small. Uh, I found. Yeah. Uh, another thing you mentioned about the um, freebies is, of course, if you KO an enemy or do a, I think maybe a specific hit, I think it's mostly just KOing an enemy, you might get an attack up or an HP max or a defense. Yeah. That was pretty again. cool, too. Yeah, or yeah. Once oh, again, I love once yeah. against the best. Or um, you get the thing where you can gamble basically at the end with Yoshi. Oh, right. I did yeah, not. Like, I always yeah. lost at that. Well, I shouldn't say always, but I, I would commonly lose at that, so I stopped doing it for, <laughs> for AXP. I uh, I won for coins and then lost for EXP, so I was really mad. Yeah, XP is the one you want to win on more than anything yeah. else. Uh, all right. I I didn't particularly like uh, leveling up in my RPG. I don't like leveling up in in some games where it makes me pick oh, what stat yeah. I want to go with. That's a good point. Because I always feel like I don't know what to do, and then like I'm afraid I'm going to build my characters in a really bad way, and then I'm going to get stuck at the end of the game where I'm like, oh, I built my guys horribly, and all this stuff. It never, it never really was a problem, though, so it's kind of a moot point. The game's not exceptionally hard, to be honest. I mean, no, aside from exactly. secret areas and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I like the, the the choice, but it can be a little stressful. I almost put everything into attack for Mario and Bowser and, and all, and they kind of balanced out HP and stuff with the rest. But it wasn't just, I think HP also affected your, like, your defense, too. I, I can't remember. It's been a couple months since I played. Uh, it's um, attack and defense, and then just, I think, HP. And okay, then the, HP. Next, the other one is magic defense and magic attack. Cool, cool. So, I mean, oh, really, it makes... Physical, magical, and health. It makes you not want to play, pick health much, because I get more... I think I get more bang for my buck by choosing one of the other two, I find. I would sometimes choose magic defense on a character who doesn't use magic, just so I could get some defense against it. But in general, mm -hmm. it was mostly just attack or, or magic. So we've talked a lot, Seiji. This is like your first—I don't know—your first one of your first bites into a non-Pokemon, or even more specifically, a Square RPG. Yeah, exactly. And we know that your first attempts at Final Fantasy VII did not wasn't favorable. You didn't like it. 
what would what did you think of of it what's your opinion of we just talked about gameplay and plot and focusing on those two things what did what what was your impressions of it how, what how do you feel uh, mario rpg was actually my first rpg ever that i remember i didn't play it too much but i remember renting it a whole lot and um i liked that i i always liked this game now that i was playing it after having played more rpg i found it uh, really charming but as I progressed through the game, I started finding things uh, that were annoying to me because I understand that because Mario is a platformer, they wanted to add some platformer elements to it. So I spent a lot of time finding, you know, the right jumps and, and you know, sometimes you have to like run and jump and that, that's all fine because I, I, I like platformers and I actually consider myself a good platformer player. But in this game it was just annoying because they put it there because they sort of had to or they feel like it was on brand but um it didn't really work although i enjoyed you know some of the things that they were trying to do the idea of the design was good but it wasn't well executed and i think it's because of the of the angle of the camera now paper mario for example does have a lot of these elements but they don't have those problems Game is really strong this game is to me it's, it's a very strong game it's just that because it's an old game you get to see where where they improved later on in the series especially in paper mario which is my favorite rpg so do you think after i mean so you played as much farther and you're, you're pretty close to beating it and obviously you seem to like the game for the most part now do you think that if you were to play another final fantasy game perhaps even a super nintendo one that you might enjoy it more or do you think the fact that it's nintendo focused kind of helps cover up any complaints you might usually have with um these types of systems because other than the platform actually which is the part you like dislike the most because of how janky it can be um they pretty much play the same uh, final fantasy games of that era didn't have the platforming part so it would kind of fix some of those areas up so i'm very curious to see if you'd like ff4 or 6 to be honest because i wonder I wonder if you you might be more receptive to them at this point. Uh, I'll have to play uh, Final Fantasy. Better get on that left. Pick Mystic Quest. Me. It's not that I dislike the platforming elements. Those things I like. I like them much more in Paper Mario because they actually you get to use the helpers and yeah. Uh, the thing that I dislike the most about this game and it's something that I generally dislike about RPGs is not the length but the pace. You have to grind a lot and sometimes you don't you don't want to grind, but you have to, and uh, sometimes you're trying just just to go through the through the map, but there's like it's crowded with enemies, and you you know that you're gonna have to like to battle and then come out of the battle and then battle again and come out of the battle and battle again. And some animations are just long, and you know you some sometimes you see uh, an enemy configuration, and you know what's gonna happen, right? You know that after like five minutes of battle, you know watch what order. And you know exactly what you what what you have to do, and it's just like it becomes mindless. Yeah, so grinding that something that that's something that I don't like about RPGs. The best ways I think to get around that that not every game utilizes is just to speed up the battles, uh, and to make the uh, grind less necessary. But people will complain then that the games are too easy. So it's it's a tough balance with with this whole genre. Like there's expectations with RPGs that there's a, there's a challenge 
Um, but with we right, especially with the older ones, especially with random battles, like this is even as bad as some of the ones with random battles or or early PlayStation titles, which I I love. Don't get me wrong, but they always had these load times, and the load times, of course, would mean that they were covered up with camera pans and stuff to make the battles. You know, so you don't have a black screen get into a battle, but they would load up by maybe swinging the camera around or what have you. And that works to cover up the load times, but it also works to lengthen the, the time it takes to finish and even start and end a battle, which is, which is most of that stuff doesn't really matter nowadays. And load times doesn't matter in, in the older games, how, like the, the SNES era, but then you have other stuff that slows it down. That's definitely interesting. Uh, you obviously, during the course of the show, we'll, we'll be tackling other RPGs and here and there. And it'll be interesting to see your opinions on them since you're probably the most skewed against them. And maybe I might, me or left probably, or maybe even Shelby too. I really don't know. Uh, we're, we're all skewed heavily towards them. I think we all like RPGs quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so disappointed there was no Luigi in the game. Anyone else sad about that? Luigi's the best. That's like one of the most biggest complaints about this game, I find. Yeah, where the fuck's just Luigi? Like, where's the Luigi? But like, he would be too similar to Mario. Like, I think I think they added in like all these like Mallow and Gino and Bowser and Peach kind of as they all were very different style characters, and Luigi and Mario would be too similar. I think, they which is actually my my biggest problem with the Mario Luigi games is that I don't see a huge difference between the two a lot of the times. They're one unit though in those games. They're not meant to yeah, be yeah, two characters. Yeah, it's a little different. Character. Yeah. And you play them like. Asymmetrically, those games. Yeah, I, I love the so, Mario yeah. Luigi games. That's definitely. Oh, they're they're, they're not bad games by any means. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but anyways, I, I know you're you're right. They would have been similar, but I would have been happy to have had him and then just not use him if I didn't want to. Or fuck, I would have loved using two Mario's. Mario was my best character, other than Peach. <laughs> All right. So yeah, what did everyone use for their team? Yeah, I used Mario, Bowser, and Peach for the most part. Classic Mario lineup. Mm-hmm. What about you? I use mostly Mario, Peach, and Gino. Right. What about you, Shelbo? I guess she only had like three characters, right? No, she had no, everybody. No, I had she everybody. Just... Oh, did you have everybody? Oh, shit, you got five. Yeah, I didn't get a uh, chance to use Peach yet, though. Okay. I just, I just got her, but I uh, right, used right, right. Uh, Mario, Bowser, and Gino. Nice. And Seiji, what did you find yourself using the most? Um, Mario, Bowser, and Peach. Nice. So next thing I want to my favorite my favorite animation in the whole game is the hurl glove when Bowser throws Mario at the opponents. Oh, I, I, I didn't have that, that one. There. That's fine. That's fine. You never got the hurl. No, glove? I used oh, mostly uses chain chop stuff. Okay. That's, that's the great, hurl glove is just—it's just so funny because like because he throws Mario and then if you do the the timed attack, Mario bounces back and then he throws him again. I just oh, I thought that awesome. animation was I'll was hilarious. I never I never used that. That's that's great. So I was gonna ask what uh, favorite moments of the game might be. Uh, I liked it's a simple thing for me. Nothing nothing stellar, but I, I just liked really liked exploring Mario's house in the Mushroom Kingdom in that kind of JRPG form going into buildings and, and walking around. I, I just really liked it, especially when it, it wasn't as common for Mario back then. And this, they, they kind of like, I don't know, the, the amount of details and stuff they added to those areas. And I love the mushroom shop and all that stuff. It just looks very nostalgic to me. I really yeah. like that. And having Peach as a playable and a fucking awesome character. like And Bowser as a good guy for like the first time ever is kind of interesting. And he was hilarious. So that, that helped yeah, too. Yeah, he was he very was. fun on the team. And he was, like, crying all the time, like a little bitch. <laughs> the, 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 I just think that uh, Peach doesn't get much chance to shine. Uh, the, Mar- the RPG series have always treated her well, I find. Even, even in Thousand Year Door, where she's captured again, she had all these, all these segments of her own, and it's kind of, they were really fun and, and enjoyable oh, to play. Oh, yeah. In, I think you get to play as her as these segments in uh, 
the first Paper Mario oh, game as well. Actually. I need to play yeah, that. Yeah. I gotta fucking play that game. Yeah, uh, so I, I really like that a lot. I thought Geno's birth was cool. Like yeah. I like the whole idea of him being a toy that's just kind of a borrowed shell for a, more like, an, I guess, a, a being with no real form. I thought that was really Yeah, awesome. he, he kind of reminds me of just like he's like an android type thing. He's just like, I have no emotion. He's an avatar. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, literally. I have a star person or something. <laughs> he's star person, yeah. He's star child. Uh, <laughs> the Axum Rangers parroting the Super Sentai series is pretty great. Uh, it's sad to never see them come back again. Uh, and yeah, and and this is a game, the last thing I have to say about this kind of stuff, then you guys can bring in your, you have things to say, but uh, this is a game that I have like misplaced nostalgia. Because I, I played this game back in like grade nine or something like that, which which honestly I would have been like 14, which is a long time ago, but you know, this came out in, I think, 96, and I probably didn't play it till 99 or 2000. I guess this isn't that long. But uh, I had just learned of the world of ROMs, and so that was one of the early ones <laughs> that I, I tried. And I got as far as the uh, pirate ship area, I think, and I never progressed past that. And I, I, had, I think because I lost the file or something. So I, I would go on to start and restart the game a shit ton of time, and I only just finally beat it this year. And I felt really happy to finally finish and play through the game. So that was nice. Smithy, he's a little jerk. Did you guys have any? Well, I guess Lef and I have talked about our moments, but did uh, Shelby, you have any anything that pop out for you that you like? Yeah, there's um a, a few things. Uh, I actually got jump scared at one point, <laughs> um, and it was when you first get to Booster's Tower, mm-hmm. and um, you can't open the door, so you're just kind of chilling out around the door, and you go back, and this is after like Bowser leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so you walk back and then he shows up on screen really fucking fast, Bowser. And he's like, oh, you're still here. And I sort of fuck. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like when that happened, I was like, wow. holy fuck. Like, yeah, it scared maybe, the shit out of me. <laughs> maybe you would be able to agree with Seiji's stance that uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion is a horror game if, if this is your bar. <laughs> That's cool. Bowser just suddenly returned and his jump scare. <laughs> it's, ter- it's terrifying but, for, for some reason. Hey, it was, it was scary. Um, and then also, again, in, in Booster's Tower, uh, in one room, you can go behind these curtains and you come out the other side and you're fucking 8-bit Mario. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the music is going too. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. And for a second, I thought I was uh, stuck as him for a little bit. But if you try to exit the room, then it plays the uh, the song where your time is running out. And then he runs back behind the curtains and switches back, so that's kind of funny. Oh yeah, that part that was that was a lot of fun. Um, they mentioned Bruce Lee too in the universe randomly, uh, and that was like when uh, Gino first like is alive, I guess, and he goes to the forest to beat that. I don't know how like bow bow year boy something. I don't know how the oh, fuck you yeah, say yeah, his yeah, fucking name. Guy, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that guy and. Uh, Gino's not really getting his ass kicked, but he's just kind of by himself. So, and then Mario wants to go help, and then Milo's like, "No, you can't run in there, like Bruce Lee." And it's like, "How? <laughs> what? How do you know?" They're like, oh yeah, fists are flying. Yeah. Kind of thing. How yeah, do you yeah. know who Bruce Lee is? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, but, you just stop playing and never played again because it ruined they, the entire game. Yeah, it, just took, <laughs> it ruined took, my Mario yeah. version. <laughs> um, no, I have a few things to say too. And Shelby's done. Yeah, I liked it. also um, figuring out all the timing for the weapons because they're all different. I remember when I, I first got the the knock knock shell for Mario, and uh, I was like, "How the fuck? Like, when do I press the button to?" Because they all have different timing for uh, the extra attack and and doing more damage, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, cool. And you said, <laughs> I mean, I kind of disagree with this uh, about you saying that they treated Peach well in this game, and they kind of didn't at the beginning. But that's just because of my. Uh, 
modern uh, equality uh, views and all that <laughs> Whoa, kind of stuff. Let's not get too much. No, all, no. All, all I meant was that she was. Does a it make you uncomfortable? Character. Like, like you could actually play her when I talk about these things. Not necessarily her story role. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just I thought it was funny how she just basically fucking cried the whole time, and then you bring her back, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I can take care of myself." With the help of I'm Mario, good. and it's like you I'm actually didn't now. fucking right, right. take care of yourself at all. But hey, that's fine. And then they're working together, Shelby. No, but then after <laughs> that, when she made the decision to leave on her own, then I was like, okay, no, we're good now. That's yeah. good. So, yeah, no, you're anyway. <laughs> thinking back. Of course, there's. there's <laughs> I do like how when I mentioned that, and then Left was like, "Whoa, we're not getting into this shit." <laughs> but anyway, no, it's fine. Like I, I you're right. <laughs> of course, you're right. I, I really was coming from a game gameplay perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's. No, I know. Yeah, I know. she's even Super Princess no, Peach, a game I liked a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and it was her game, and it was quite enjoyable. Even that has a, a bunch of issues from that perspective. Yeah, that could be better, but you know, okay. a lot I, of people I'll are probably going to say that it's an older game. People probably weren't thinking about this kind of stuff, and I get that. They probably weren't. No, you're very much no. likely right. But you, that's yeah. my take on it. <laughs> Left, you had some moments you wanted to, to talk about, cry about. Um, yeah, well, like, uh, just my, my favorite moments, uh, like, like you said, I also really liked Gino's part, um, with Boyer and his arrows freezing people, I thought that part was really cool, um, but one, one little thing that I absolutely loved when I was a kid is that, um, I can't remember the name of the town, but there's a town where there's a really fancy hotel, and you can basically choose to stay there Mary for Moore. free. Yeah, so you can go in or there and you free? can basically, like, yeah, well, like, you don't pay, you just go into the hotel and then you okay. just sleep in the bed, and then the toad wakes you up, okay, being like, you one. just stayed here overnight for free, and you have to work in the kitchen to pay <laughs> off your debt and stuff. Um, so I kind of found that really funny. Awesome. Okay, it's not Marymore, it's something else, but yeah, okay. I think it's Sorry. oh, that's the town where the people were getting married. That was Mary yeah, that's when that one you can stay in a suite, and then Mario takes a shower and he comes out and his fucking face is all red, and it's like yeah, I, we're I taking, think it like, is that hotel, but you just you can. <laughs> I think I think that is the same hotel. You can just choose not to pay for it, oh, and then you okay. go you go through this little kind of like cutscene where Mario is like working his his bill off, which is just kind of funny. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Drew suite, yeah. the Drew <laughs> Barrymore suite. Mary Moore. He's making a terrible joke that barely connects. Uh, it totally yeah. connects. Left. It's one of my best <laughs> ones ever. <laughs> Did you have any moments that stuck out to you, Seiji? That you like? Um, yeah. I like the general humor of the game. I think this is new for for the franchise of Mario. I think that there's a lot of firsts in here. And generally, I, I like what they did with the story because it's not just like, yeah, it starts with Princess Peach being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But then halfway through the game, they resolve that, and now they go into this other thing, and Princess Peach, you know, comes out of the background of the story and you know, comes with you. And I agree with with what Shelby was saying, but the fact that in the end you, Peach gets to join you, I think it fixes some of that. Yeah, it was cool uh, when well, she did make the decision to to follow you. So that's yeah, cool. because she gets this really cool personality, which I liked, and I think it carries on to Paper Mario, even though in Paper Mario she's also kidnapped, but you get to play as her in the in, in between chapters, and she has this really, you know, feisty, kind of sassy personality, and I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I like also that this is the first time that we see Bowser being the kind of silly, kind of um, bully personality, which is also present in Paper Mario. Um, I like every time that he has to explain why he joined Mario. He says that Mario 
begged him to join the Koopa Troop, which yeah. is like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not, um, you're not part of Mario's team. You're the Koopa Troop. Yeah, who yeah, doesn't want to so be? That Koopa was Troop. funny. This game has a really good humor. I like that. I enjoy that. Also, Donkey Kong was kind of there. Yeah, you know, he was. Chain, Chain Kong or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right. Gorilla. Like a... Yeah, <laughs> gorilla. Yeah. And also, another thing. Think about this. Final Fantasy VII was released the next year. So <laughs> yeah. when you think about these kinds of things, it's like, well, this game came kind of late, right? So it's not as... Yeah. Uh, maybe as, as technologically like, progressive. It, it, it's, it's in a weird... In a weird spot in time. All right, so um, real quick, this is number seventeen in our BB one hundred as of our current BB one hundred list, and I'm hoping that over time we'll start picking up more and more games that were on our list. I think we will be doing it more. Uh, so check number seventeen off our list off because we're we've done it today. All right. Ooh. So uh, we basically have four hearts worth of damage to the game. It's a recommendation system, not a rating system. Uh, basically, within every heart, we can damage it up to a fourth. So you can basically do a full damage, which means you wouldn't recommend to anybody and you hate it. Or you could do no damage at all, which means you would recommend it to everyone because you love it. So, uh, I mean, Sage, you already kind of started. Why don't you finish it off? Your, your, you start the damage off, rather, by finishing what you were saying. Sure. Sure thing. I think I had a higher opinion of this game, maybe because of nostalgia, maybe because it was I played it so long ago. Mm -hmm. But now I was playing it very consciously, and although I think it's a great classic, it's definitely flawed. And and I think the the main culprit of of me finding flaws in this game is definitely Paper Mario. If I had to recommend a game between those two games, or, or a Mario RPG, I would definitely go with Paper Mario. And I haven't played Thousand Year Lore, maybe I'll, I'll feel the same way about Paper Mario later when I play Thousand Year Lore. But positive things, definitely this is uh, one of the all-time greats. It's a great game, not only it's a great RPG, great humor, the mechanics are really enjoyable. So really any complaint that I have is, is nitpicky, mm -hmm. but they, they are there. The thing I said about, you know, the pacing, especially later on, like the first half of the game is pretty enjoyable. I found it really charming and I felt like a lot of thought was put into it. But in the second half of the game, especially mm, around before Nimbus Land, where you're in like, when you get to Land's End, I think, that's when it starts getting a little bit, you know, tiresome. Like you, you start seeing where the developers i think you know saved or or cut some corners here and there um they just put more enemies and it became a little bit uninteresting to me personally uh but again sort of like minor stuff so i would only give it like one quarter damage i'll i'll go next because i i don't the classic yes. negativity sometimes i have a hard time agreeing with seiji on things because uh, like when you're kind of talking about how this is like you know it was so late and you know you feel that like it wasn't as like maybe innovative as it could have been you know I disagree with that completely you know when you play older Square games even Super Nintendo Square games there the structure to those games is very hard to follow sometimes you know I played a lot of Final Fantasy 6 when I was a kid and I got so lost so many times playing that game but 
Mario RPG is, is different. It's structured really, really well so that you, you can't really get lost um, in the, the, the button attacks or whatever the timed attacks are very rewarding and simple and fun. Um, there's so many aspects of this game that makes it the best RPG to start playing. If you're going to say, hey, I've heard a lot of people play these RPG games. Mm -hmm. I want to try one. You know, what one should I try? This should pretty much be the first recommendation out of anyone's mouth because it it captures, you know, the simplicity of the how the structure is set up, you know, especially how the map is um, and how you're very limited in your areas, which is a good thing in terms of, of being new to the genre rather than like the openness and the hugeness of, of a true Final Fantasy game. So I really found... And, and you see this sort of structure a lot more present in modern games. So I find that Mario RPG rings truer to a lot of more modern RPGs that I kind of see that with the similar kind of structure behind it. Um, so I think it was, it was truly trendsetting at the time um so you know from for me this is the top rpg game for a new person especially so new people should play it and people who love the genre should also play it so for me there's absolutely no damage being done to my rpg because unlike rob's misplaced nostalgia i have real nostalgia for it <laughs> i i've Damn. i've beaten i beat this game when it came out um in the the late 90s and also like rob whenever i discovered roms this was like the first game that I replayed on a ROM and then I actually bought this game for myself on my birthday last year and played through it again. So I've, I've, I've played it a lot and it's a great game. So there's no way I could do any damage to it. You know, left. Some people didn't have a lot of money when they were growing up and they couldn't afford to buy <laughs> Super Mario no, no. for Fuck the your Super nostalgia, Nintendo. Rob. Fuck so <laughs> sorry. I had to play it three or four years later. Fuck. Apology accepted. <laughs> Go, Shelby. Oh my God. Uh, I don't have uh, a lot to say on it just because I'm not done. So I don't want to like, because from what it sounds like, there are a lot of things in, like based on what Seiji said uh, that I don't know how to say it, like might, I guess, kind of affect the way I think about it. He said that towards the end, they kind of cut corners or you could see where they cut corners. Um, but as far as I am now, like, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's super charming. And I, uh, really appreciate uh, just like as an animator how uh, the, just the mileage they got out of some of the animations uh, because whenever they had like cutscenes uh, and then they would use well you'd recognize the animations like anytime uh, they were in battle and stuff uh, but they would use them outside of, of battle and uh, just to kind of convey story and, and, and stuff so I appreciate that a lot because uh, I don't think people understand and it's not their fault, really, uh, but just the amount of work that goes into artwork and, and, and animation in general. Uh, you animate? There's a... Oh, my God, I'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a tendency to think that the computer does a lot of the work for you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, at true. least now, anyway. <laughs> uh, not, you know... I'm going to say even 10 years ago, because that was just kind of when... Uh, animation was uh, kind of moving over, or like completely transitioning over to, to mostly being done uh, on computers and stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I can't really damage it. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to go no damage as far as I am now. Right if you like it now, you're, you're, you're un unlikely to dislike it later, I think. I find mm -hmm. a game moves qu quite a bit faster the, the farther you get. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, I love this game. And, you know, it's funny. I, I did say misplaced nostalgia, and I do mean it. But when, when I think about it, three years after, four years after, it's still a fucking long time ago. So I guess I do still do have nostalgia for it. I, just, I was in high school instead of uh, middle school when I played it. But your nostalgia isn't as important. It's not as, as good as left nostalgia. He <laughs> played it it's earlier. It's not the same quality yeah. of nostalgia. <laughs> it's a lesser quality. Uh, so I'll, I'll I work did, I it. didn't mean it in that I'll, way. I'll, I'll, I was just I'll saying just, that. We're just bugging you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I love the game, man. The music stands out so well, and it's it's in so many people's top like 100 game tracks, and and uh, Yoko Shimomura is like one of my favorite composers. So I love the tunes in the game. I love how lighthearted it is, especially compared to its contemporaries. I mean, the only, closest thing I could think of would be Earthbound in terms of tone and how it's kind of just silly and doesn't take itself too seriously. Introduces a lot of cool characters and. The fact that they're not used again actually makes the game a little more unique. You, you, if you really want that Geno experience, fair. you better fucking play Mario uh, RPG, uh, Legend of the Seven Stars. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's so easy to get the game. You can you can ROM it up, or you can buy. I bought it on Virtual Console, and I own and own the cart. So I mean, it's a really easy game to get your hands on. Like Left said, it's a great intro RPG. It's really easy to play. There's some degree of mastery, but it doesn't really take that much effort, to be honest. There's lots of secrets in the game. We didn't really discuss the the alternate Final Fantasy-esque boss they have hidden in the game, and so there is some challenges there. Uh, it's big, but not too big. I mean, it's like, a, what, a 15 to 18 hour game at the most. It's really not that long. Another good reason to start it. Graphics, I think, are really great for the time. They're charming. They're, they're um, I don't know, I, I really like looking at them. Same, same feeling I get with Donkey Kong Country, except I like Mario RPG a lot more. You know, it just it it screams of that mid '90s tone of games, and and I like it. It's, it's just the big the step right before PlayStation, you know. So it's that that almost 3D, but not quite there. And battle system fun. It's yeah. I mean, I love the world map too. There's so much great thing to say about it. I think we covered it all. Obviously, I'm not going to give it any damage, Woo. which brings it at three quarters and or three stars. Three stars. Three heart. We should have stars. Fuck. Three hearts and three quarters uh, damage, which is pretty highly rated and a deserving a rating for our number 17th game on the BB Top 100. Oh, bizarre. Yeah, so it was fun. Uh, right. So I guess that's it. CartridgeClub.org is where our, where our, the forum is and where the, the coolest community of gaming people ever is. And uh, SoundCloud is where our stuff is. Also, Android. I mean, if you're listening to it, you know how to find it because you're listening to it. So, yeah, you can tweet us too if you want. So thanks for listening. This is Rob. And Shelby. Left. Thank you. So long.